Hello, girls. Today on the CSGO Hour, I am doing my beautiful co-host here, Mist and Mygant. We're talking about a lot of topics today. Complexity going on three at Star Ladder. Mao's going two and three. Uh, we're also previewing the Star Ladder playoffs and a bunch of other stuff too. But most importantly, the big news on everyone's mind today is this big CSGO update. Now, we no one this came out of nowhere, at least as far as I'm concerned. And we now have a whole new economy system in CSGO, so to speak, where after the first round, like the money is different now on each half. So it's supposed to start you off different, like making the pistol round a little less relevant. Plus, they made adjustments to the Tech 9, my favorite pistol, and the CZ. So I would love to see with some teams like Navi and G2, like the Force Bargain, this. Mygen, you're the expert on the economy here. How do you feel about this? Subject? <laughs> How did I become the economy expert? Because you've been crunching numbers so. all day in chat. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I have been thinking a lot about this uh, economy update, and it's kind of hard to judge it entirely until you see it play out, I think. It's one of those where, so what actually they've done exactly is so in every game, you essentially start off with an extra round loss bonus. So if you lose the pistol rounds, you will get $1,900 instead of the usual 1400 And then it goes up from there like it usually would. So essentially, it's supposed to make you able to buy on the third round instead of the fourth round. I think that's kind of the purpose of it that they've intended. But the problem is that on the CT side, at least, you still won't really have enough money on the third round to do a full buy, even if you do a full eco on the second round. And then on the T side, on the other hand, you will have enough money on the third round if you do a full eco. So they might have done a thing where they've just ended up buffing the T side by accident, which I don't really think is the intended change. And I don't really think that's that great of an idea. So we might just end up in a situation where on the CT side, we'll just see the usual force buy on the second round, eco on the third, and then people buy on the fourth round. And in that sense, it won't really change much. Do you think any maps in particular are going to be affected by this change? Uh, I mean, I think we've already seen Inferno sort of become more T-sided recently. And if this change is going to... Yeah, if this change is going to buff T-side even more, then you might see a situation where Inferno becomes entirely T-sided because it's really important for the CTs to get the economy going, to always have those smokes, always have those Molotovs on a map like Inferno. So that's definitely one I could see having a big effect. But then again, like the T, the CTs could just end up getting more, they will end up getting more money if they lose on the fourth round. So that could affect it in the other way. So it's kind of hard to tell until it plays out. You have to see what teams do with it. I agree with that. So you have a lot of teams like Navi, like I said, G2, like the Force Buy. Do you think these teams become stronger with this update? Especially their T-sides, like you said? Or do you think that it's not going to change too much and teams will die quickly? Um, I think the teams that... I think it's more important with the teams that are good at converting against force buys because you might end up seeing more force buys with this slightly. 
So mm -hmm. teams like Astralis and Navi that are really good at converting the second round against those force bites and playing anti-force bites, I think that's a really big deal to be good against that. It already is to a degree, but it might be even bigger now. So you might end up seeing another Astralis buff. I think I think G2 gets worse though from this update. All right, how do you feel about this update, Mist? You're the uh, you're the expert in something. So how do you feel about yeah. it? Uh, I haven't looked into as much as Mike has, obviously, but it's hard to say. Like you said, you can judge it when people start using because it it's not in effect for ECS this week or. Starlight is obviously still on the go, but the point about G2, I think this makes them worse because they already have such a bad habit of force buying. I just feel like they're going to do it more now. And just, I'm not, I'm probably the one of the biggest critics of this G2 team at the moment. So, and you're a G2 fan, was wow. I still so... okay, I still like G2, it's just kind of depressing to watch right now. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're teamless, teams. Mist, because another player that's teamless is MSL, mm. fortunately for MSL, one of uh, Mygen's favorite Danish IGLs, one of the best IGLs in all of the world, obviously. What do you think that MSL should do with you? Have a lot of teams that could use some direction, some guidance, some teams that aren't paying out like they should. How do you think that MSL might end up? Um, oh, are you asking me? <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. To be honest, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to answer this question. So I hope so. If, if we're talking about the Danish scene, which would obviously be, obviously be kind of his main option. I mean, you got Astralis. They're not gonna get him. Obviously, North just kicked him out. You got Optic with the, where you got people like Config and Cajun who kind of didn't want to play with him. I guess. Or he didn't want to play with them. I'm not really sure how that whole situation was. So that's a bit, that's a bit iffy as well. So then, mm -hmm. once you eliminate those three teams, you obviously got like heroic and Fraxless and teams like that. And I don't really think that maybe he could go and play in heroic, but other than like, I don't think you'd go to a team like Fraxless. So then you have to go and look at international options. And in that case, I mean you're kind of looking at maybe North America, but mm. then you're, they don't really appreciate in-game leaders like MSL, who, I mean, aside from that Stockholm tournament, he's a low fracking in-game leader. And you got a lot of those in NA that already aren't appreciated enough, like FNS and DAPS and people mm. like that. So I don't really know if you could find a home for MSL there. So. It's kind of tough to say where he'll go. Maybe he'll just have to wait it out for a bit and see what happens. You say you don't find a home for him. I found three homes from already. Okay, what are they? You have three homes. One, FaZe. If they don't like a Kerrigan, he might be Danish, sure. He might be... Now he's an opera, but he can rifle, obviously. But I think MSO could probably bring something different to that lineup. Whereas we saw he has a lot of preparation, a lot of tactics, which is something different than Kerrigan, who's more of the loose guy, you know? So I think maybe you swap, swap out Kerrigan for MSL, sure it doesn't improve your fragging at all, but MSL could bring a whole new look to that team that is desperate to win something. That's A. Home B, this one's a big stretch, but I like making stretches here. This one would be Liquid. Now, Liquid have had a lot of issues choking. MSL recently won a big tournament. And MSL, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a choker in himself, just that the team lineups he has have choked. But I wouldn't blame that as on MSL, though, personally. 
all right? And especially considering he has won some big trophies. And Liquid, Nitro is a better fragger than uh, than MSL by far. Better opper, probably. But MSL would probably be, I think, a good option, considering they all speak good English. And I think it'd be, it'd be interesting to try it out. But then again, it would be like, that would be an inch, that'd be like a big stretch, obviously, for obvious reasons. And then home three, uh, the most undesirable of the homes, but probably the more likely, I guess, would be Rogue. Maybe to Filcadian shoes, even though I know they're going with Crystal, I'm pretty sure, or whoever they got. No, they have somebody else. I forget who it is. Irrelevant. No, it was Crystal. Crystal. Crystal? Okay. Point is, the team's bad, really. He, because I mean, Kadian dragged them to like a decent place in the major. But uh, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't think he'd want to go to Rogue. If they pay him good money, maybe he would go. But those are, I think, his three viable options in terms of like that he could find some success. Rogue, the least amount, phase, obviously the most amount of success based on the skill in that lineup. But uh, he can't go anywhere, like you said. Fractures is below him, and uh, everyone else above him or at his level, they are either happy, satisfied, or they already have something that's better than him. So, you know, that's the T. Yeah, kind of out of those, I kind of like the liquid one. I think. Of course you do. Yeah, I love <laughs> I think in the phase situation, you end up where they. They're a bit, a bit more of a loose team, so I don't really think he'd fit with his very tactical style. I think Faze That's the point. Like, I'm saying you would change the whole the whole style of the team. Yeah, you would in theory, but I don't think those players are going to listen to his tactical style. And MSL, yeah. I think in general, is better at working with up-and-coming players like he's done in the past than he is at working with big superstar egos like Nico and all of my son, what else you've got in that team. Yeah, the entirety of FaZe, basically. <laughs> so I don't think that would be a great fit, necessarily. And I don't really think that FaZe should play Super Tactical as well. But the Liquid one, I, I kind of like that one because he could work with Zeus. He could... Uh, I think you'd probably have to replace Taco if you were to do that move and then have Nitro what? just be a player. Hey, you know what? Mm, That's yeah. a bad idea. I like, a bad that. Idea. I like that. James, I was hesitant. I was going to say something about... Liquid's that desperate, but the more I think about it, it's actually not that bad. It's not a bad option, because MSL is not a bad player, or IGL. He's a very think, smart guy. Ask Wallaby Beetle. I think he's an awful player. Like, absolutely awful, but I don't think he's that bad of an IGL. That's a great IGL. One of the best in the world. Oh, uh, stretch. I think he's a pretty good IGL, for sure. One of the best in the world, teamless. How about that? Okay, yes, he's the best teamless IGL at the moment. Besides FNSA. Okay, but FNS is a genius, so you'd have to be pretty yeah, exactly. good too. Yeah. Yeah. No one is good enough to pick that man up right now. FNS is going to be on Astralis in three weeks. Yeah, probably. Because he's that smart. I mean, I'm actually it's sad because like FN because uh, JDM tweeted out that he was moving to Dallas, and FNS is like, "Oh, good luck, bro." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, FNS, my boy, where you at? Like all these trash, look at these teeth, this trash in NA, and FNS cave make it on that, like. Where's who's gonna get FNS? Like, what what's happened? Why is he in hell? He's in Purgatorio. I think there was a rumor that he was gonna go to Rogue, but then they ended up picking Crystal instead of him. It was like a one to four, four no, one to three vote in favor. Of Crystal. Why? Mm, that beats me. Chris, Crystal will get kicked in two weeks anyway, so just oh, leave. Why would you why, why would you rather Crystal than FNS? He ops. Yeah, but Ricky could open that team. Yeah, beats Ricky, me yeah. what they're me beats me what they're thinking. I don't like Crystal would kind of 
garbage on Ghost, in my opinion. He just got always been garbage. His whole career. He never had. Like, he never really had a spot on Ghost because, like, they had an opera. They had an IGL. He was just there. Yeah, then, he was a secondary caller. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about like trash? Let's talk about complex. No, oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh yes. Let's talk I love about you. That. I love your team. I love your org. But this is rough. All right. Even even your manager said, yeah, it's looking pretty rough. So. Let's go back to New York. Let's go back to a show match, MSI, MGA, where it, it, the whole term was held in the basement of the Barclays, so I couldn't find it, right? And then we <laughs> have the show match out of the basement. You know, the players come out, and they always see the bright, bright lights of New York. Uh, Complexity got stunned by Avangard with, like, the leftovers of the CIS. And on in New York, and it's like I was walking past the players, and it's Complexity sitting there looking depressed. And then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, they're depressed now because they lost, but they'll bounce back in Kiev, and then they're gonna go three one, star ladder. They're gonna play three four. Everything is gonna be fine for NA, <laughs> based on their major performance. All right, what happens? Not that they're a one trick wonder on uh, Inferno. Their nuke is okay, but like their map pools, garbanzo beans. They don't know what they want to play. They're bad oh. on those two. Other, I'm saying, other than the front, they don't know they don't know what they want to. Play. Um, they're not playing confident. Shazam missing shots that he should be hitting and hitting shot. He's pulling one of those. And outside of that, there's no consistency among Android. Death went missing. Yeaster is still okay, but he's not a superstar. He wasn't the major in the group stage. So this team has a lot of consistency issues, to say the least. All right, and they were expected it to be. Uh, top three team at A. So what happened? Major was a fluke. That's what it was. Like you, you said, you Shazam's missing shots like he always does. I don't know. Like, you can't upgrade him though. There are no upgrades in the form. There's no upgrade. Yeah, there is no upgrade. So I don't know. They, Besides they, Nifty or JDM, but they're on Envy, obviously. They performed so bad here. So. I think the problem with complexity in general is that, I mean, this major just kind of showed that they need everything working to perform well. Shazam is one of those classic traps that people fall into where he'll have this one really good tournament and people will think he's good. But in reality, he's not really that great on a consistent basis. Then at the major, you even had Stanislaw performing as one of the best players in the group stage. And let's be real, he's pretty good fragger for an in-game leader, but he's not going to do that. Android suddenly came out and was like a really great performer, which he's never been in the past. That's not true. He has never been great at he's the top level. He's always been kind of average. Yeah, eh, I always thought Android was the best player on the team. When this, like, whenever this team was formed? Yeah, ever since he's on the team, he's always been one of the better players. He's I been a bit, one of the better yeah. players on complexity, but yeah. in yeah, world scale, I mean. he's basically a nobody. It also doesn't help that now teams can watch when they play him because they actually played at the lane. Of course. Who Dude, watched demos? Not you. You don't either. No, I don't. Okay. Coaches do. That's so. But my issue is coaching. They have a really good coach, Rambo. Like, I thought the team wasn't inspired. That's how they played, uninspired. Nothing Ever? about it was like before, like Ye was all happy and stuff, and he was like popping heads. And then now it was like they're just playing depressed. 
what happened? How do you how do you go from being happy to depressed? And what why isn't the coach fixing that? Like look at Renegades. They went from being one of the most unorganized, sloppy, worst teams to watch. And then Kassad comes in. He's there for not even that long. And they're looking extremely better. Like uh, what, what, what's Oh, you can't they made the playoffs. How can you say they're not looking better? It's one tournament. But do they not look better? They do look better, yes, but it's still one tournament. They haven't looked this good in about six months. They haven't looked as good since I am Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Complexity, yeah. Which I don't. Is... <laughs> it's just six what? months. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they haven't looked this good since uh, they lost Kassad. Now he came yeah. back. <laughs> they haven't just looked this good since Nifty dropped fifty kills. Mm-hmm. The thing, complexity. They have such a good coach. They have Warden and Rambo, and then like Dave Stanislaw, who's arguably one of the best IGLs in North America. And you like you said, they just pl- don't play like they care right. now. <laughs> it's like they got the major legend status Whoa, and just um, ha- they just know they're they know they're booked for Katowice. So they it's not like right. they're trying. I just don't think they have the players to be a, even a top fifteen team. <sighs> I don't agree with that statement because like Ye's a up and coming player. I hate saying that term. But... <sighs> They're top twelve right now, as is, as of HLTV. They're so, not a top twelve team in the world. Uh, would you put Gambit ahead of them? No. Yes, absolutely. Heroic. England, yes, Ems, heroic. Static, yes, yes. Cloud Nine, Ghost, Vega, Optic, Renegades, Avangar. Most of those teams except Cloud Nine. Yeah, I would put a lot of those teams ahead of complexity in terms of. Oh. If this they team got majorly boost. This team got majorly boosted in the Renegades because of their major performance. We all know that. That's not scientific. That's just factual, though. You're not scientific. I'm a man of science. You are the NA fanboy who thinks Ye will be the top five player in the world next year. I think Ye is garbage, personally. I don't think he's sustainable. I don't like Ye as a player. I'd much rather them get like somebody else, but in terms of fraggers, who are they going to get? Who are they going to get? Sick. No, I knew you were going to say sick, but no, no, Hunter is not... What this team needs. You think oh. Sick's not good enough to be on this team? Or you just don't think he'll fit in? I don't think he would fit in. I don't think he is like a star player. He's a star. On Rogue, sure, but he's like, meh. I must have somebody else. I think complexity are fine for like their level. They just don't they're just not a team with the budget and the kind of No, they have the budget A and B. They, their level yeah. is not going 0-3 at a tournament like Star Ladder, whereas like a lot of teams pulled out that were good, so that's not their level. The levels that was making playoffs in top eight. Well, at let's that look at let's look at who they lost to. They lost to Gambit, Renegades, and Big. I mean, uh, I would no. definitely put Big ahead of them. I would put Gambit ahead yeah, of Renegades. them, even if even if they're bad like right now comparatively. And Renegades, I mean, they just you're not have, wrong. But they so have, fact, at well, some point you have to beat teams better than you. You know, I do. The Renegades point. I don't even know. Renegades are better than them. Their match matchup wise, Ren- Renegades beats them in every category except maybe IGL. One hundred percent IGL. Yeah, you're not wrong. So here's my. All right. So you know, you talk about that. You talk about teams that are uninspired. You talk about stuff like that. But then you have teams that win events, and then a week later, they don't make it out of group stage. Now, Mouse should have made one three zero in my opinion, but unfortunately, a Star Ladder. For dear old Mouse, they went two and three, narrowly losing to Big, and there is some controversy. So, 
after losing to Big and Optic on the same day. Uh, poor Miles were complaining on Twitter about dear old Smuya, our favorite lad from the UK. Now, why? Well, there was a clip of Smuya yelling, like he was shrieking, like he was playing a Black Ops 2 tournament in his basement, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in a hotel basement. And, you know, people, they said, oh, it's not that. It's because we had a pistol round, and he, his computer lagged out, but he didn't tell anybody until after that we showed a pistol strat, and that's what cost us the game. And if, if that's valid or not, I'm not going to judge that. But how do you feel about this, mister? The expert on this kind of stuff. Mouse? Um, it's pretty, like, their losses are pretty bad in Delmar, guys. Well, Ents, Ents have been looking, or Sergey's been looking hot this whole tournament, so that's, like, a right up. But they were up 2-0, and then they lost Optic pretty close. But they were, they, um, big came back and won, so I don't know what the issue is, like, it more hurts so that you see this team win New York, Snacks looking good in the team, then they do this mess mm-hmm. again, and just Eco's kind of teamless still. You were making playoffs pretty consistently in top fours and challenging for titles every tournament. And now you can't make playoffs in a pretty tier two, tier three tournament where you were the clear favorites to like win this tournament. So Let's not forget they lost to Ensis. Ents isn't that bad to lose against when Sergey. Mouse are supposed to be a top five team in the world, though. Mouse shouldn't have lost any other games, realistically. They should have reeled no, his group state. Except for Optic. But, no, what are you talking about? Optic. <laughs> but, I mean, they also only beat Sprout and Cybersem. That's yeah. trash. The, yeah. yeah. Their, win, their wins were pretty garbage. Their losses were, like, terrible for them, and... Like good regard, like regards. So the point is, this tournament is like the worst, po- one of the, almost the worst possible. Besides zero three or one. They didn't have a quality win, and all their losses right. they should have won. But at least they had three quality losses, so they'd be ranked if it was college football. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Point is, Mouse. I don't know what their issue is. I think they should go back to the sticko lineup. I think uh, Stuccio said the same thing in an article. I'm pretty sure it was Stuccio. Um, I think because Sticko was a good support player. Whereas Snacks, and they had better communication with Sticko. Whereas with Snacks, a lot of these rounds you see from them is like the communication is obviously on point. Like it was uh, against Ents, I believe, where they had they should have had an easy bomb plant 4v2, but there's a guy connector and somebody didn't call it out. And then you see like they're double flashing and like so Oscar speaking flash or whatever. It was rough. Like it was some silver CS right there. And I'm just like, uh, where are the call outs, boys and girls? Come on, you're professionals. And you know. Maybe it's because LMBT doesn't get good shoulder rubs. You know, maybe that's the problem. That could be the it's problem. Get Smith. I mean, I'm Ugh. watching Vega right now, and this guy is giving a really good shoulder rub. So, I mean, hey, I don't know their coaches, but maybe they should hire that guy. You know? You guys, guys got to stop mentioning G2 and Optic. I'm getting way too tilted. You love Tilton. I think you found a solution to my sports problem, though. Shoulder rubs. That's what they yeah. got to get. That's what it is. I'll yeah, they need... next time. They need Smiths as a coach now. Well, uh, Smith should coach G2, guys. I'm not going to go back to Dakota Vitality. Yeah, they won, they won a couple tournaments when he was coaching. They haven't won, they yeah, haven't won, shit, they haven't won shit since. Yeah, no, we found a correlation. because yeah, he's playing, not coaching. All they got to do is put on that old G2 shirt, that nice cardigan, lie back in that chair, and just yell. All you got to do is well, win. Yell much, though. Now he's you got... 
I mean, you gotta mu- whisper because French people don't yell, apparently. That's I they just mean. they just cry. I've seen Apex yell quite a lot, I think. That's more like animal cries. Animal yelling. Yeah, that's true. But to get back on track with mouse balls, <laughs> the, the thing about this new lineup is just that it's going to be a lot more streaky than the old one. You have these players who can all reach really high peaks, like Chris J, Snacks, Oscar. I mean, pretty much all of them have these really high skill ceilings. And then the floor is just like, I don't know, below the basement or something, as we saw in this tournament. That consistent element that you get with Sticko and the whole communication part that he brought to the team, that's just not going to be there. And then you're going to see these results where they just like bomb out of the tournament in the group stage against tier three teams. Um, yeah, that's that's the problem with this new mouse sports lineup. They're like gonna they're gonna be inconsistent. And even though inconsistency is an overused word in analyzing CS:GO. Correct. Then, in a lot of cases, it's just an excuse for teams being bad. In Mouse Sports' case, they are just inconsistent. That's the reality of this team. You're not wrong, but I think one thing you are wrong about is that Mouse Sports should be inconsistent. I think because I, I think you're not okay. It's complicated, right? So you have a lot of players that should be good all the time. Sunny, Rops. Um, Chris J for sure, MVP of 2018. Uh, and then you have Oscar Snacks. Snacks is Snacks is weird because I don't really know what his true level should be. Is he a washed pro? Is he still good? I don't really understand, you know, what what, what's there, what's there is there. But Oscar for me is the big issue because Oscar was a star offer. At some points, we were saying, oh, he's better than Guard, he's better than this one, better than that one. And I'm like, oh, because he hit some nasty shots. And he was like going, just going, he was a mobile opera that was like, bing, bang, boom. And now, bing, bang, boom isn't happening anymore. He's missing being in the bang, and boom never comes around because he can't afford the op. So uh, I don't understand what Oscar's problem is because Chris Jay's out opping him. So I think Oscar's a true issue with their inconsistency. And what his problem is, I don't know, but I feel like he needs confidence back, and I think he needs better communication. That's why I should bring in Sticko. I think Chris J is good for an in-game leader to be an opera, but I think people mega overrate his individual level compared to Are you Oscar. crazy? No, I'm not. Have you seen I, Oscar's... Re- okay, in Oscar's recent form, uh, Chris J is better. Oscar hasn't been that good recently, but over That's the past... Across the whole year, he's been great, and Chris J is he's the definition of an up and down player. That's fact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oscar hasn't Oscar hasn't been good. Well, he hasn't been like Stiko left. No, listen, listen, listen. Oscar has a higher ceiling than Chris J as an opper. Yes, but I think Chris J is a more stable opper than Oscar. I I heavily disagree with that. I I think that's fine, but you're wrong. Okay. I mean, we can go to the HLTV rating where, on over the last three months on LAN, Oscar has a 1.11 rating, while Chris J has a 1.03 rating. And I'm not saying that that's because of all the orping and all that, because Chris J does enter a a lot, which is a difficult role. Mm-hmm. He does in game lead. I'll give him that. But I don't think he's a consistent orper. He never has been. That's never been his style. 
he's always been this back in the day he was this streaky opera online who would do pull off these insane shots and then he would disappear in the land game now he doesn't disappear on land necessarily but he doesn't show up all the time so he only disappears sometimes so he only goes to the store for candy yeah he only goes get subway every like couple days Right, days, uh, he just stays miss inside. Crying right now. All right, we'll move on. Don't worry, miss. We'll move on. Oh uh, right. yeah, please. Okay. I don't want to hear you complain anymore. I'm not complaining. Right. Is... No, I can hear in your voice. All right. All Getting right. tilted. Okay. You live tilted. You, you literally have a house next to mine in Tilted Tower, but I have the view of Loot Lake. You don't. So. And yeah, at least I have W's and you don't. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah okay. Whatever. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to. Yep. All right. So. Sure, Mist might be small-minded, but another person who, you know, is thinking on the short-term versus the long-term is Kenny S. As Kenny S is the, was the one G2 player that did not sign a two-year contract to G2 Esports. Now, we see Smith's body all them sell their soul to the devil. Well, not <laughs> the devil, but also a lot. And uh, how do we feel That's about enough. these nice long contracts to the suavest Spaniard in French esports. It's awful. Like, I don't... Okay, the part about Kenny not signing a contract is not is that it? big of a deal. It was... No, because it was reported that they cut their money a bit. He probably wants more money because he fucking deserves it. He's carrying this no, team not. still. He hasn't been good in the past month or two. He, he's been the best performer. That's not saying much, but... Two-year I mean, contract... Uh, Shocks has been better. Yeah, been Okay, better. a two-year contract... In CS, Ugh, that's so long. Imagine signing on to play with Smith for two years. That is literally like yeah, signing your, is... your pension at this rate. If you want to play with Smiths, for you have to they have to play with Body Smiths existence for two more years. Here's my thing. All right, this is gonna be some esports business stuff. If I were Kenny, yes, I understand. So here's the thing: a lot of these people that are talking about this, commenting on this, don't watch traditional sports, right? And so these people, these little nerds. They say, oh, why are they signing for two years? Uh, things are issues. Like, no, 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 no. If you watch the NFL, for example, Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, is holding out. One of the best running backs in the league he hasn't played on the team for, and it's like week four, week five now, because he's holding out for a better contract. And he's literally holding the team hostage. This is normal and across all sports. Everyone does it. It's just that in esports, people don't understand it. So they look at it like, oh, if I was playing big for money, I wouldn't care that I'm getting paid. When you can, like you say, Miss, hold out for a better contract if you're a good performer like Kenny S, who was once like a top five player in all the world. So it's not necessarily a big deal, but it's still notable only because the French are prone to shuffles and then he can move around and say, bye, Felicia. So who who knows what's going to happen? I don't see Kenny S leaving this team for sure. But... The issue is, if I were him, I'd sign right away, only because there's a recession coming in esports, a big cor- or correction if you want to be like a nicer term. Because we recession. see organizations like Echo Fox, or there's like Optic that are in like shambles, so to speak, with like it, money issues, people leaving left and right, people getting fired, uh, teams getting dropped, everything, because so much money was pumped in because these kids were like, oh, give us more and more money. And they didn't think long term, and the organizations are going broke. To pay these players in the short term, when in the long term they can't become profitable, and then there's no more organization. So there you go. It's a bubble, bubble made, <laughs> you know. 
Like I, Optic, for example, like these guys were the highest paid NA team lineup, and they had the biggest egos, and they just blood that orc dry, and they were trying to make things work, and they didn't want to make things work, and that just that really incenses me. It incenses me to the core. We won't touch on the Optic discussion. Okay, we might. But another thing to note, the two-year contract. Kenny has been, like, noted. Like, he's always been known for this, like, to, like, have retirement, like, thinking about retirement consistently whenever he starts to get down on himself or, like, the game and not want to play more. Like, two years, that's a long time to keep playing for him. So, like, he could possibly be retiring half soon, like, in a year or so. That's why he won't want to sign a two-year contract. He want to, hold, like, get more money for, like, a one-year contract to see how it is. So... That's what I was thinking about just then. I can't blame him. I mean, if we're smoking cigarettes like he does, I'd be thinking about insurance for sure. So I can definitely understand that. Thinking of I didn't know he smoked cigarettes. Him. Oh, yeah. Every French player. All the French players. I'm pretty sure most CSGO players do at this point. I don't get, I don't understand this. Cigarettes are horrible. If, okay, for all you kids out there that are like under 18, don't smoke anything, even a jewel, because it's bad for you. I don't care what people say. Just don't smoke, and you'll be better off in the long run. Listen don't be, be stupid. Yeah, don't be yeah, don't be stupid, you know. Don't be a loser and buy a diffuser. All right. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, no, it, it's just bad for you, and you like you might think you're cool or something like that, but you're gonna end up like saying, "Okay, bank account," and saying, "Wait a minute, why is bank account empty?" It's because you're spending all your money on stuff that you don't need to buy, because and you're addicted to. So addiction is bad, unless it's CS:GO, because that's obviously a good addiction, right? No, it's a, you know it's anti-smoking campaign. They say. Danish CS is one hell of a drug, but you know what's one shitty drug? What? G2 Esports. You mean French CS, though. And Optic Gaming Management. Yeah, that's a horrible situation. We can but... talk about it briefly, actually. So, just to give some context, um, Optic Gaming is owned by Infinite Esports, a company well, owned by Neil, the owner of Texas Rangers. Correct. A baseball, MLB baseball organization which hasn't done very well recently, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, they have management from a lot of different esports. You might know Melk from Dota 2 slash North. He was, like, their CSGO guy. Now he's, like, the general manager-ish of of uh, Infinite. Romain Bagard was formerly of Optics slash Infinite. He was the general manager, whereas I think uh, Melk was more like the player management kind of guy. Romain is of, uh, not the lettuce, but from Unicorns of Love. He made that into a brand, and he came over to Optic to make the league team good. And then Optic didn't want to listen to him, and they wanted to continue their losing ways. And so he left. And he said, I'll go back to wherever. And so Romain's gone with his head of lettuce. And now we also, not only that, but we also have the fact that the entire organization, because they spent so much money, can't announce the fact that Nico is their fifth. So no, I know. It's insane. Right? This way. It's been about, I think, over two weeks now because they can't officially sign players, whatever. But he's on the roster. He's going to be their fifth player, but they can't say anything because of the whole manager situation because they decided to buy an Optic Brazilian female team who, granted, didn't want to land recently, but it was like a female-only land. So I don't think they're going to be like a top 30 team in HLTV anytime soon, no offense. <laughs> and, but they, I mean, hey, I mean, I just don't understand Optic they were trying to make themselves an international brand because they were performing an NA brand. But there's a lot of fans and money in NA. You don't have to go chasing after Brazil. They have an Optic Mexico Gears of War team. Optic they India, whatever that thing Optic is. Optic India, it's a CSGO team. They're actually pretty decent. But, uh, you know, in, 
Indian CS could be a big thing. I guess I understand they're playing the long term game there maybe, but I feel like they're just kind of spending money where they don't have to. And then you have like they have a list of streamers from Southeast Asia, which no one ever knows as an optic fan. They bought a Halo YouTuber that oh yeah watches. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. They signed right? like that ocean like that area that Luke. Yeah. yeah, SEA. Yeah, they have a they have a lot of money they spent, and they lost their Dota team because they can't do any signings, whatever. Uh, they lost a lot of things now, and so the organization is a bit of a shambles. They so, lost them. Um, Pomage left today. One of their best. Yeah, Pomage left. They don't want to pay salary. I'm assuming. Assuming. Well, and they signed like an MMA fighter as well, didn't they? Sean yeah, Sean. Yeah. 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 Who failed his drug test because yeah. there's also to note that. They they do pay their content creators a hefty salary too. Like, oh yeah, but Courage, that's the reason why they're a big name. Courage makes twelve thousand dollars a month. It was rumored, just to Ooh. have their, his name, their name. But the management side, um, I don't know. Apparently, Optic J might be getting the cut too. Which oh is yeah, which is crazy because he's original one of the original. Kind of, of insane. He started the team in two thousand. Yeah, he's a, but the brain. To touch on. Like the whole like team like organizations like pulling off certain esports, it's kind of weird. No, it's not weird. It's kind of expected. With all the money that was poured into League of Legends, Overwatch, Echo Echo yeah. Fox is a different note. I they just ran out of money because they didn't have an Overwatch team. They do have a League team, mm-hmm. but it's weird that they they are no Echo Fox has always been known for their fighting games. They released a bunch mm-hmm. of their fighting game players. They dropped the. Their gears team was top four in the world for like the last two years. Dropped him. Yeah, but it's gears and small scenes, so they it's were not, never gonna win. It's not that bad of a scene in some regards. Like eh, in, no, in, no, in, no. in NA, it's not as bad, but like Mexico dies for it. Yeah, no, Mexico's the biggest scene that. in terms of like gears of war. Yeah, that's the esport they love. There, yeah, for whatever reason. But yeah, you know, it's, if the issue is like you got to think about ROI, return on investment. And it's like, this is really important. Even for, like, CS, it's like, fans only. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like CSGO. They don't watch other esports like, you know, Call of Duty, Gears of War, Rocket League, League of Legends, uh, Hearthstone, all the kind of stuff. You know, don't even star. I don't want to hear it. And so a lot of them are like, oh, I don't watch this. I don't watch that. Why does it affect me? Well, because when, say, teams make certain decisions on other esports, it can affect how much they can spend in, say, CSGO. Like Liquid, for example, spent a lot of money acquiring a world-class League of Legends team, who unfortunately lost last night or this morning, I don't want to call it. But, you know, um, when you spend a lot of money on, say, a League team and Overwatch League and all kind of stuff, your money for other projects mm, dwindles. So that's the big that's the big thing for, like, CS. So some, like, like Splice, for example, right? They're now in the Overwatch League. They're in the League of Legends, but now they're out because they lost out in EULCS. So they dropped their CSGO team, hey, because they're costing them a lot of money for players that won't do anything. So it's they're important. Not in Overwatch to... League, are they? Yeah, they just got announced. They're the um. Oh yeah. I, I forget what spot they took over. I think oh, it's in Canada. Oh, oh Toronto. 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 How did they get Toronto? Um, I mean, I mean, they're based in New they're... England. They're based in New England, so I'm assuming that. Based in Boston, owned by the Bruins. Like you would think. I know the Patriots got the uh, New England. Spot. Which makes sense, but you would think the Bruins would get something in, like with Dignitas. You would think that they would get the Philly spot because they're in owned by the Sixers, Seventy Sixers. Whereas I know the um, the Fusion owned by the Flyers. Whoever owns that, runs that. 
shenanigans there. But the you know, I don't know. Point is, esports business management. There's a lot of stuff there, and I think they're going to see the colleges and stuff like that be teaching courses in that because it's really like it's complicated. And so that's really interesting field if you ever want to like look into that. You know, for our listeners out there who might be CS:GO fans only, that's why we want to talk about franchising for CS:GO. So this has been a big topic. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, should CS:GO franchise?" I know Mist over here is like the biggest, you know, franchising, you know, uh, fanboy here because his beloved Call of Duty is franchising with the Call of Duty World League at some point, and everyone's in on that. So Mist. Do you think CSGO should franchise? Yes or no? Why do you say that? Look, oh, here we go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, CSGO. CSGO. Um, yeah, you're going to strap him for this one. I I do think COD, COD's obviously franchising, So I, but CS is one game I don't think needs franchising at the moment because it's too, it's too many teams right now. It's just too weird, in my opinion, to try to franchise. CSGO at the moment, like it'd be super hard with like a selective amount of teams, and then like I'm assuming ESL would probably try to run it. So I know Magan's gonna say no, just try to shoot me down. So here, let's no, have it. I thought you were gonna say that you would want franchising in CSGO because that's kind of been that's kind of been your thing. It is my thing for every other game except CSGO for some reason. I think it's like work pretty decent in NALCS and I think EU SS would be like a good improvement. Overwatch League's been pretty decent for it. I think the COD one's gonna be good too. It just sucks that the damager teams aren't gonna have a spot really. That's like mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But since well, CSGO has way more demo like reached in it, I think it'll be mm-hmm. super hard. Cause then like if they did franchising CSGO, it'd have to be something like the LCS. Well I have a nuanced opinion. I think CSGO needs structure. I think you can't have what we have now as a Dewawa West where you just have tournaments, you have playing at least it's too much. Like you have G two playing like three, four matches a day or something like that. I see G two's playing this. I'm like, what is all this tournaments are playing? Online stuff. It's BS. What should happen is you should have two leagues. So you have e- EPL and ECS. If you want to franchise them, I don't care. ECS is currently franchised, technically. And so I like that. I'm fine with the franchise leagues that aren't necessarily exclusive. But you give, if I were like Valve, I would say, like, we're going to take over the calendar. We're going to give ECS um, the fall, and we're going to give EPL like the spring. And then you could have like tournaments in the winter and summer. And so the fall and uh, spring, you'd have EPL match. In spring, you have EPL, fall, you have ECS. So you're not playing EPL and ECS match the same day. You're not watching two different things. So you can have a more defined calendar. That way, you could possibly even do land leagues for those kind of games, like EPL or ECS. Imagine having, instead of online leagues, you have land leagues. Like, say, even Ely could do something like that. Whereas, like, they kind of had something similar to that almost with their uh, original, like, Season 1, Season 2 kind of deal. So I'd much rather have, like, a land league where you might have, like, say, Call of Duty World League had their land league. Something like that. That would be dope for CSGO. And that would be, like, EPL would have it once, and then you'd have ECS season. And then in the middle and before, you could have all your little, you know, colognes, all kind of stuff like that. So you could still have an open tournament system, smaller tournaments, whatever. But you'd have a lot, you would know, it wouldn't have as much burnout, and oversaturation wouldn't be a problem. Oh, you complimented COD. Thank you. 
I know this system's good. Mm -hmm. am, I wrong? Am, am I wrong, Megan? Is that not a good solution? Because you I make like, ECS and EPL happy. Yeah, I like some aspects of it. Like, my problem with franchising in general is just that, first of all, nobody has managed to make a good format for these leagues that are actually exciting. Like, the Overwatch League format is an actual piece of shit. That oh. that whole structure doesn't make any sense in my that's, opinion. That's but, a fact. That system blows ass. Yeah, and I think the uh, LCS is okay, but I think the open circuit is much more exciting. And then my second problem with franchising in general again is the teams that are going to be left out of franchising. They are not going to have a good time because all oh. of these DreamHack opens and whatnot would disappear. But in terms of your suggestion, I like. I like it, but the problem that I could potentially see is that it would be a lot more expensive for these organizations like EPL and ECS to run a LAN league because what they do with the online league is that it's so cheap to produce that that's where they can actually make some money on these leagues where if you were had to do it on LAN, you would obviously have all the teams stay in a specific city. You're not wrong. Or, and but this is how but this is the difference so when you have that kind of league like for example call of duty did it relatively cost effective so you're not gonna have every team that's in the league come out for like a month or two but you'd have say you'd have a group of five teams per se and they would all play each other well yeah that's how you did it right missed that they had like one like group, yeah, and they, they like had four different di groups yeah they had two divisions with like right uh six or eight teams in each and they flew mm -hmm. out two weeks on two weeks off basically and they all stayed yeah. in the same area mm -hmm. uh, okay i could get behind that right and then you could like say for example if they e-league had like their own little season like that you could have you could televise say a match of the week on like friday because they don't like doing a whole mm -hmm. broadcast oh i would love that that's all i want is so i can just turn on the tv watch tbs watch a match of the week on tv without having to go on twitch or whatever sit back and relax eat a Sicilian slice of pizza that's all I want, but that doesn't happen anymore. Like E-League's doing like E-League Premiere. They're putting on TV this Friday. That happened like months ago. Everyone who cares about CS watched that already. So like that kind of content to me is whack because it's, it's already happened. There's no point in like airing it again months later. So it's not like this. You can air something that's live, relevant, and exciting to watch, hopefully, because it's a match of the week. And so plus with this, you could also like have stuff throughout the week. You're choosing the schedule. You're not going to have as many tech issues. And since it's land games, people automatically consider it more valuable to watch. So you're going to have more viewers, hopefully. I just hope that we don't have any more Facebook deal bullshit. I can't watch on Facebook anymore. I can't. <laughs> I can't watch Russian. I'm going to learn Russian eventually at this point because, you know, I just can't watch. I mean, if I was actually, a, I said, oh, I'm fine on Facebook if it's good, but it's not good. So. But I think you don't have to even do it on LAN. You could do online leagues, but I think that you shouldn't have EPL matches at the same time as ECS matches. So you could realistically yeah. watch the whole season, every match, but it, because it's only one, only one season per, like, you know, spring and one in summer in, or in fall, you don't really have to, like, cut times like, oh, I want to watch this instead of that. And so you're not oversaturating as much. And then I think a lot more people would stay interested in CS. I think the biggest problem with the CS calendar, as we're talking about right now, is definitely these online leagues running at the same yeah. time. I can't remember. Going to land. 
and you're playing matches online after your match at land. Like, that's crazy. You're not getting good quality CS out of that. Who wants to watch that? It's just mind-boggling. It's oversaturation, Megan. How do you feel? I mean, I think, <laughs> again, <laughs> I think from a viewer perspective, you can just choose not to watch it, like I've always said. Like, And I choose not to watch online leagues. I can't remember the last time I watched an online match, to be honest, unless it's some qualifier where, like, when water boys were debuting or something that might be exciting mm -hmm. or if a team just yeah. made a roster change but other than that i never watch online cs and i honestly Wait. don't know who watches who watches epl on facebook i do i don't <laughs> i haven't <laughs> watched online cs in like two years it's garbage the first cs i watched was online it was renegades versus cloud nine it went double overtime renegades well, what a thrill that was it was actually a good game. Blue casted. I love blue. But the point is, uh, I think you would have the thing. The benefit also, um, yeah. But no, no. Okay, let's listen, listen, listen. All right. Oversaturation isn't just an issue for like viewers, but players. So when you're playing EPL, the ECS matches and LAN at the same day, you don't want to be doing that. Your mental state is gonna be fried, and so you're gonna get lower quality CS, in my opinion, as a whole, from that player or individual or team. But if you only have, you're going to a land, you're going to a land, you're playing at the land, that's all you're focusing on. You're not focusing on, well, we have EPL matches tonight. We have ECS matches tonight. We have a qualifier tonight. So with the system, you would only have to worry about EPL matches at a certain time. And then in the summer, you say, okay, we're going to Cologne. We're going to this. We're going to that. And then fall, okay, we have ECS and finals. And then, okay, we have the major, whatever. So you wouldn't have to worry about all that stuff on your mind. And then you're getting much more happy players. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. And Thank I think you. That's, that's all I want to hear. From a team perspective, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love to be right, don't you? I love to be right. Yeah. From a team perspective, I think they need to get better as well at, like some teams are doing now, like Astralis specifically, at skipping tournaments and saying no to things. Because you've got a team like Mouse Sports who just like seemingly agree to play in every single event they get invited yeah. to. because, And then you get these performances where sometimes... They're just shit because they haven't practiced exactly. And I mean, that's just ridiculous where the CS gets to such a low level that it's not even really worth watching. And then on the other hand, you see a successful team like Astralis, they'll skip events, and they every time they come into an event, they look they look great. So yeah, that's something that from a team perspective, just say no to an event once in a while. I mean, some teams say no, like Liquid says no a couple events and then they still can't win an event. So maybe they should say yes to more events and they can win one for once. Like MBR when they won like three, four events. Or SK, I guess, when they won three or four of those trash yeah. events. But hey, they Look, won events. Hey! Right? Liquid's getting desperate. They're saying yes to like that CSGO Malta Invitational now. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's some decent teams there. There's some they're, decent teams there. They're getting real desperate. Yo, there's some decent teams there. Hold your forked tongue. Franchising is good. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> mm, no, I don't care. It is a I good one. Also, as that supernova CS:GO Malta in Greek, Greece, which is a hundred fifty thousand dollars prize pool. I'm Can pretty sure it's in Malta. Gamp yeah, it's in Malta, which is in Greece. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's Wait. not. <laughs> oh shit! You're oh, in geography on. class, and you Fuck. can't even. Don't even know. Fuck. No, I'm in geology, not geography. Fuck, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I'm thinking like Mykonos. My bad. 
to Malta. Isn't like Malta actually Greece? Malta is a country by itself. I didn't know it was a country, but I thought it was owned by Greece. What the hell is this? Where have I been all these years? This is the classic oh European teaching God. and American geography. It's right off of Italy. It's not even near Greece. My bad, boys and girls. <laughs> Jamaica doesn't know geography 101 right here. We have Kinguin, Hellraiser's Gambit. Why, why would you want to go to Malta? Kinguin, nice Hellraiser's Gambit, Big nice Liquid Energy, Tylu, BP. So, yeah. Liquid Energy and Kinguin are only good teams there in Hellraiser's and Big. Gambit, Tylu. It's not a bad field. It's tier two outside of Liquid. But. You're not wrong. But why would you want to go to Malta? <laughs> Anyways. How is Liquid going to choke that final? Who are they going to choke against? That's going to be energy? an exciting one. Even yeah. though Dap says he didn't say it, they would lose the best five to Liquid easily. Did, but that's oh, it doesn't matter who they play. They're a choking. Oh, they're choking. Yeah, they could lose to Don't Mr. Me and my and in the dualism. finals. It, it could be me, Mist, Dualism, Mygant, and Rush B. And no, they still the final. Yes, yes, let's put the biggest tool in the scene on Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, a really dude. rude way to talk about Jam. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible, dude. I don't want to lie. Sorry, Jamaican. Shot, shots fired. Are you going to drop for Alan? Don't Anyways, cut that out. I'm not I'm staying. Uh, you got you to gotta learn. All right. Um, you got to learn how to understand the minutiae of the scene. Because a lot of people are complaining about the formats of CS, right? We have GSL, we have Swiss system, modified Swiss system, Swiss system with like uh, organization and stuff, Swiss system with best of threes all the way, or best of threes for the last, the last game, which I like. But best of one Swiss throughout? Well, horrible. 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 I'm not a fan at all. I hate Swiss system. I used to like it, but it got boring after I got played out. And now it's just not producing, in my opinion, fun, exciting matchup. Because you get, you can sometimes, especially a randomized Swiss system, you can get two trash teams playing each other. Like it was for, I want to say, uh, E-League Boston, it might have been, or it might have been PJ Krakow. I think it was Boston. Vega played Dignitas. At the time, Dignitas was like Jacob, Tensky, Tensky Fox, Crowman. A bunch of leftovers, and they just looked. It was one of the worst games I actually forced myself to watch in the two-two matchup. Like it was just so bad. And it's like when Liquid was playing Flipside, when Flipside were decent at event. So Liquid should have played Dig, and Flipside should have played Vega, and Liquid would have made that major. But that's irrelevant. Point is, why why do we still have a assist system, especially when that's randomized at like Star Ladder? That's crazy. Am I wrong? How many, time, how many times do Everyone's people lazy. tournament organizers have to watch Swiss and just like still say, yeah, this is good, this is fine, when once again at Starladder you have these like round five matchups where, oh, we'll just have Big and Mouse Sports play each other in the deciding game, even though they're the two highest ranked teams in the whole event. Yeah, that should be a and great Vegas just playing Hellraiser. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't get that. You also think about the fact that it's not like they're saving money by the games going faster because this has been going on for like a whole week and they have to do production, pay people to do production for the whole week. So like, it's not cheap to be doing this with systems. So you can't say oh, it's cost effective because this is not cost effective. GSL is cost effective and it has produced more exciting and memorable games in my opinion. Like how many Swiss system games do you remember? 
from majors even in recent times. Not that uh, many, right? The liquid Estras one. Yeah, yeah, for one. sure. Yeah, but that that was like the two best team times teams of the world at that time. So you better get something good. You know, like yeah, you really don't have that many memorable games. I mean, maybe for me, some heartbreakers here and there, but nothing like that. I was like, oh my god, that was like one of the greatest games of all time. You know. Whereas other times we had really good tournaments with like good brackets, and then we had, you know, memorable runs. You really Swiss system runs aren't that exciting in my opinion. No, they aren't really. I, yeah, I just I hate the Swiss system. I think I that it, it could, I think Swiss. it could be it, it could be it could be good maybe if you if people actually seeded them properly. Like even right. in the first round of the start of the tournament, you had you had Renegades playing Cybersen. Like, how is that fair when in the same round, Norse are playing Optic? Storyline. Yeah, it's a fun matchup, but, like, <laughs> it, it's that's, that's just it. not a fair draw at all. And then you... I, I don't even know what to say. I'm at, I'm at a loss for words of why we still have you, Swiss system. We need pool play, no. just like Call of Duty, and then we need a loser's no. bracket and winner's uh, bracket, just like Call of Duty, Duty again. No pool play. Uh, okay, whatever. No. Okay, GSL. GSL. Yes, that sets it. With BO3 matches. Not, maybe yeah. not at the initial because people don't like to pay people. No. So time consuming. So BO1, then BO3. Then winner's bracket, loser's bracket. I want to see a loser's bracket tell me run in CSGO at like a top tier. It could happen. Now, here's the thing. I like, like, look at ES1 New York. Perfect uh, setup, in my opinion, practically. In terms of like the format. The groups are pretty relatively e- e- even, you know, and you have some memorable games. And that's what I like to see. But Chief, it doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes it'd be Yon. And unfortunately, you're not going to have those kind of events all the time because ESL moves their tournament like what they do all the time. And my issue is majors are less exciting now, or even big tournaments are less exciting because of these whack formats. And that's a problem because when you have whack formats, you have whack tournaments, you get whack viewership, which means less people watch. And that kills the scene. In addition to other things as well. But, you know, that's where we are right now. And that, speaking of majors, speaking of minors, we have a minor announcement today from ESL. Why this is an announcement, don't really understand. But all the minors are going to, A, held in Katowice, much like how FaceIt did in London, which, that's good, I guess, whatever. And then they have no direct invites for the miners. Do we actually care about this? Not oh, really. Poor, poor renegades. They have to play some crappy Australian team to get and into the And they close the qualifier. It's no big deal. <sighs> what a shame. I, mean, I, I, I actually think... care about it to a degree what? because I, uh, yeah, I do care about it. Because <laughs> I do think that the miners should have invites. Wow. Because I don't want to see a team like Mouse Sports. Like, okay, granted, they went 0-3, right? They didn't do that well. But why do they have to go to an online qualifier to just qualify for the minor when clearly everyone knows that they're good enough and should be at the minor? And now you get in a situation where a team like Mouse or a team, I don't know, like NRG, for example, who are really highly ranked as well, they can get upset by some random onliners in a best of one or something like that and then they're not going to qualify and the minor is going to be worse like why is that the case 
Well, here's the thing. Because of fairness, right? Because you have to say we're giving open teams, teams that are like, you know, less name, no less names, a shot at making proving that they're the best team in the world. That's why. I agree. You're not wrong. But then you would pretty much be like jeopardizing the format because then you're not giving any smaller team a chance to possibly go there. So look at like NA minor, for example. Energy should have had it unlocked with uh, complexity being number two out. But then complexity up to energy, you're up to energy, and energy lost that. It wasn't because the format per se, because they actually lost to the minor. They choked like liquid. So yeah, but I, I that was you know that could happen again. Mouse could choke, and that would be their fault. You can't blame anybody else. So you know yeah, it's... but I'm not I'm not talking about the minor itself. I'm talking about the online qualifiers. I'm talking about I, I get that. I still I, I still I think that that. No, 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 no. But I still think that there should be there should still be chances from the online qualifiers. I just think there should be some invites, like two. Yeah. Like I four. think Red Reserve and Mouse Sports. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, oh I had the light in the mirror. You guys are getting too heated. No one's getting heated here. We're just having a good conversation. I do. <sighs> it is hard to say. Why? Well, I, I think one to two teams should be invited for each region. Yeah, but then who decides that? Valve, not Valve. However, the, the, the organizers, TOs, the TOs. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. You could just go look at the rankings. It could be, yeah, though. Yeah, pretty. Okay, I, I hate, I hate this argument so much. Who's gonna decide who gets invited? Okay, is that better than we just, that we just like do it by a random online qualifier then? <laughs> It's not random, though. Yes, it is. It, it does have a lot random. of anything can happen. Randomness in it. Anything so can happen on the minor. Okay, but like you can see, like this random T, like who said, like Joel Z, whatever his name is, the Lion Dodger himself, like get like 50, 40 kills. I don't know this kid that dodged lions from Finland. You see him like tear tear mouse sports up in half, rip them apart. Look at Star Ladder. Mouse sports always gets turned up in half. Okay, bad example then. Sorry. Yeah, but what should I finish, people? They get torn up by proper teams at land. Oh, well, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Then not yeah. by some random onliner who They've might never play. You always in in these online qualifiers as well. You always get cheaters, and it comes out afterwards. Oh, this guy was cheating in this game against a uh, big or whatever uh, the fuck is happening, which just adds even more randomness. I hate online qualifiers. Strictly that bullshit. Shout out to <laughs> What the? Well, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna have to whatever. You say I so. Think... Whatever you want. I don't know what to think anymore. You never thought in the first place. It's okay. I did. I do. Eh, eh. Eh, this, whole mon- this, whole minor, anyway. this whole I do think this whole minor system's bullshit. The only thing you think about is how much you love um, Pampas. You That's do love Hampus a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wrong. What I am... The minor system should be destroyed. It should be one big minor, and that's it. Yeah, you're... I think that if you said change the whole system and we have, like, minors throughout the year, like Dota 2, we have minors, major, that kind of stuff. Point system. I prefer that. Yeah, point system. I prefer that. Because then tournaments matter, but we don't have that. So tournaments don't matter. 
We need a structure, like Jamaican said, but we are not getting that, so we're going to have to deal oh, with this. Oh, we're not going to get it, so... Valve... Yeah, whatever. Valve, I'm not going to talk to you, because you're not worth my time. That would have it, but... They made the SG cheaper, though. Yeah, that's literally the most disgusting Ooh. thing in the world. They Dude, literally gonna... buffed Astralis, because Magis glucks the uh, SG and AK uh, guns. That's an interesting note. I, How much do you think we're going to see the AK go down, then? Whoa, it's not going to cheapen the AK. No, but like it's like $50 more than the AK. That's nothing. No, they should they should make it like 3000 maybe. It's way better than the AK in every way, and everyone knows it too. That's not true. You can't get double kills with it, per se. You can't like spray like with an AK and get yeah. multi-crack. You can, but the thing is just like that. Have you seen what? the SG spray? It's whack. The SG, yeah, but like... Pros yeah, but pro players could learn. Yeah, they could learn the spray pattern. They could try, but it's. I do like the, the SG has like better like first bullet damage. It's stronger in oh, every yeah. way. So like That's the point. pros can't pros will and can learn it. So I do think a lot of pros are gonna shift. I think some pros, not all. I think not some all. I do think some would like. To, I don't think it'll be the big majority of pros because it's like they've already learned the AK. They're on the AK. It's, you know, it's it's the AK. But gives them gives them a reason to to try be motivated. I think yeah. on on maps like say Dust Two holding long with an AK if you have an op would be like an AK with the SG, or other maps like long angles like that. It's gonna be really nice. You just sit there and you can scope in and you go pow pow pow. That'll be dope for like CT sides, not CT T side like T holds, and on CT the AUG like holding car or whatever like that and stuff like certain maps. I've never used that, that AUG. It's okay. It's okay. He's got a much easier spray than the SG. I think it's actually more beneficial. I think Drog, only Stroud will use it. I think it'll be interesting on the CPUs, but I just know. like it to be at a point where there's a legitimate choice between the two, mm -hmm. and you have to. You can be better with one, or you can be better with the other. That would be an ideal situation. So I like that they've made them viable at least. Yeah, I think the Fomasha has some love too, though. I, I'm waiting for the update where you can switch between the A1S and the M4 and the CZ and the Tech Knight in-game, not have to tapping out. I'm waiting for that change. It's never going to happen because of the, the fundamentals, you know. It's supposed I to be know. like, well, you're an A1S player, which is dumb, but you're right. You Like the 5.7 seven to CZ, like you want, like, for different tactics, maybe. Like, it'd be cool. Exactly. No, you're, no, you're exactly right, but it's not going to happen because that's just too complicated. I think the real reason is because of those stupid Xbox buy menus that they've made. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's really they want they want change them. I mean, let's be honest. Like we have to wait for Source Two. When's that? Gonna... Yeah. Well, um, Source Two. Uh, probably when Call of Duty Black Ops Eight comes out. <sighs> no one cares about Call of Duty. Every time you say Call of Duty, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleep it in the, like the uh, post production. So. Whatever. <laughs> A lot of time. Mark, mark the best esports. Mark it. Mark the esport that has structure. Please yeah. actually, uh, bleep, please actually bleep it out. Don't have, we would have a lot of bleeps in this podcast, and people would I just would be wondering what the hell it is. Mark the esport that has the structure that CSGO doesn't. Not a good esport. It's not even an esport. Yes, it has more money than majors. Well, if we go by money, then is Clash Royale a real esport? Clash Royale, sick. Shout out to, to our boy, the best. I used to be fun. on a top four clan in Canada, and then I gave, then I almost broke my phone playing that game. So, yeah. Oh, another thing that made me broke my phone was uh, the fact that we have the Starlighter playoffs coming up soon, and 
we have to do predictions, even though it looks like how Racers are going to lose to Vegas Squadron because they only got five rounds on their T side what? of Inferno as of this recording. What and is the after winning the pistol in the second two rounds, they're up 3 nothing. Now they're down 10 5 to Vega. And so we could see Vega squads instead of Hellraisers as the CIS team to make it through to the playoffs. In that scenario, who do you think? All right, so since we don't know like the matchups and everything, um, who do we think is going to uh, win and make top four? Uh, Mist, you go first. Magan, you go second, I'll go last. Okay. Uh, if Hellraisers when- loses, I can't stick with my. Like like my previous prediction, Hellraisers are win last week. But Hellraisers go out. I'm going to have to jump on the NRG bandwagon. NRG, baby. All right, and your top four? Top four, NRG will play. They will play. I'm going for this. No, nah, I'll take that back. NRG will play Ents in the finals, and then Fraxers and Big in the top four. I said it. Yikes. All right, well, again, your turn. <laughs> big X. All right, I guess I'll I'll have to stick to my guns and just say that Big is going to win the tournament, like I said last week, even though they haven't looked super convincing. Mm-hmm. And for the top four, obviously, like you said, we don't know who's playing, but NRG, I think they'll make top four. I think Ents is going to make mm-hmm. top four. And the last one, I'll say North. Okay, so you said stick to your guns. You own guns in Denmark? What are you, what are you, what are you saying here? I'm no, they don't. They only own BB guns. <laughs> they, are water guns legal there? Uh, that seems a bit dangerous. If, if, you have a, if you have a license, you might be able to. Oh, okay. Do you have Kinder Eggs? Because we don't. They're illegal here. Yeah, shoot some scores. All right. Uh-huh, okay, club some seals. All right, so my winner for this event is going to be Energy, and the top four will be Optic. Energy and and Renegade. And I thought mine was a yikes. Jeez. Whoa, these are actually good teams though. Unlike Renegade them. is a good team. Uh, they had a round differential of plus eleven. Optic is a good team. Okay. Optic is a good team. They have good oh. players. Is is Confic bad? No. Is Cajun B bad? No. Yes. Is what? Not- In isolation, they have very good players. It's just okay. a team they haven't meshed well. But now that's they the have Nico. FaZe has good players in the room. They suck recently. That's different, though. It's not different. Optic have sucked for months. The whole year, technically. Yeah, it doesn't make them a bad team. <laughs> they have definitely been pretty bad. They've they been pretty time. bad, Jermaine. They, they need a tier one land. They just need time. They had the major qualifier. They didn't make it out of that. They need time. <laughs> time? It's been like nine months. They need more time. Just Get like you two need more time. Go Smith. Okay. Go Smith. Oh, <laughs> more time. Yes, keep paying their salary. Snappy, collect that cash flow. Oh, whoa. And then, I mean, I think North are my biggest option that could make top four, but it depends on the bracket. I feel like North Energy you can get like the first match matchup or something because Energy is oh, you know. I just thought about that. Yeah, 100%. It's happening. <laughs> Renegades is Renegades is getting fracturers. It's yeah. Yeah, uh, it's possible. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. They're both three and one. Yeah. They're getting each other. It's gonna happen. Great. I actually just realized that the top four I picked is impossible. I wait, wait, I wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's only three three and one teams though. 
Yeah, and yeah. I think none of the three and one teams and one of them will have to advance. Ah, okay, good. I did that. I did my homework. No, you didn't. You just copied off the person next to you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I sorry, guess I'll Alan. Pick, uh, <laughs> I'll pick Optic then. That's my fourth team. Let's go! Let's go! Ugh, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> the best Danish team right now, though, let's be honest. Oh, yes, 100%. That's like saying G2 is the best French team. They are. I mean, they are. In that case, it's true. Nah, they're not. Who is? Vitality? Nah, LDLC. Oh, my God. LDLC have a win in ECS, I'm pretty sure. G2 don't. Oh, yeah, they do. G2 don't? Oh, and six. Really? Yeah. They lost both matches to Optic today. That's depressing. Yeah, but you know what? Time. Optic's they, a good team, they, though. Optic's a good team, though. They just need to play more seasons. They just need the two end of the two years when like existence is like thirty one. Smith is twenty, like thirty one two, and then Kenny's like twenty six. Body's like twenty four. They'll be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't. Well, I don't know why you. Um. I don't know why you're so mean to. Uh... Why am I? I mean the Smiths. You're just. You're just a hater. I don't. Hey guys, don't look it up. Who do you think LDLC beat in ECS? That one win. Mouse mm, sports. G two. It's mouse sports. You're correct. Oh, oh. <laughs> I am shocked. Oh. What map was it? Go Amanek. Go Devil Do Vec. Who I didn't even know who was on this team until I looked it up. Uh, That's yeah, pretty Amanek, bad. Devil Do Vec. He's garbage. Uh, He's Logan. actual garbage. Who is? Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's something really a bet way right now. They have um, the odds for LDLC versus FaZe are pretty close for FaZe to win. It's not even like actually Betway has LDLC yeah, as the favorite. Yeah, because it's 14-14 right now. They're playing. Okay, it says they're not playing. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? Oh, they are. Never mind. Oh, different event. Yeah, they are. That's different. different map. I worked at the different map. My bad. Yeah, same. But even on that, whatever. The point uh, is, even, LDLC has gone off the rails. You know what's gone off the rails? What? Hellraisers? Hellraisers, Optic, G2, Phase, LDLC, Major Champions, 2019. Let's go, VP. End it, Jam. Yeah, and on that note, we're going to end it because oh, I'm, I'm literally calling the senile um, home for senile senior citizens. So, Miss can get some help. Don't worry, we have this under control. We'll see you all later. Thank you for listening in. Um, give us all of your money if you can, and bye. Got it.